Hey everybody, Dave Hagen here. Let's talk more about being productive at work. That's today on the Financial Wellness Podcast, Coronavirus Edition. Welcome to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. Here is your host, financial problem solver and talk show host, Dave Hagan. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of the Financial Wellness Podcast. This is David Hagan coming to you from Topanga, California this week. Uh, Brian Reed's got the week off, but we've got Nick Appel with us from San Diego. Nick, how you doing? Good, Dave. How's everything over there in Topanga? Good, good. It's smoky up here. How about down there in San Diego? Yeah, it's also a little smoky. I, I can't believe all the fires that are occurring in California and Oregon right now. Yeah, tough stuff. Tough stuff, you know. So, hey, we're coming to you from Topanga. We're coming to you from San Diego. And as always, beautiful downtown Van Nuys. Let's talk about being more productive. You know, I've got a friend who's who's got a business, and I was talking to him a couple of weeks ago, and and he was telling me that he's got a business, it's got a hundred employees or so, and they mostly do consulting, and they mostly do it over the phone. And he was saying that when the coronavirus hit, that they had to lay off more than half of their workforce, more than half, and the remaining employees are now all working from home. So all the space that they had is now pretty much deserted and empty, and they're doing all of this stuff from home. He figured that he would make the business kind of dormant or have it go sideways for a while while we were trilling to figure out the coronavirus. And that was a good strategy. It was a good coping strategy back in the early days of coronavirus, at least with respect to the business, not so good for the employees, but certainly something that somebody needed to do to keep their business open and and open to the possibility of coming back in six months. So now six months later, He's learned some surprising things. And the biggest truth, the biggest surprise to him and to me was that the remaining 50% of the employees, actually less than 15, 50% of the employees working from home were just as productive as the old entire workforce. Now, this caused me to think, how can this be? How can 50% be as productive as 100%? So I started to do some thinking about this and, and checking around. And what I found was really pretty surprising. You know, I've always heard that an employee is only productive about four hours a day. And it turns out that this may no longer be true. Let me give you some, some history. You know, back in the industrial age, the average workday was 14 to 18 hours a day. And a lot of people worked six days a week. And you, you had to be there. I mean, a lot of these jobs were manufacturing. And you have to be at the plant where the manufacturing's going on. And people were working these really long days. In fact, if they were working 14 to 15 hours or 14 to 18 hours, they were probably engaged another two hours altogether as they were going to work and coming back from work. And maybe they had a, a work a lunch hour in between. So most of people's day was consumed with work. 
And then around the turn of the century, some people started to promote a, a shorter day. And in fact, in 1817, there was a Welsh activist named Robert Owen, and he advocated for shorter workdays all the way around. In fact, his slogan was eight hours labor, eight hours recreation, eight hours rest. Now, we've talked about this three-way division of a workday. We've talked about it several times in the last year, year and a half on TFWP. So this is really nothing new with us. And then in 1914, Ford Motor Company astonished everybody by cutting daily hours down to eight full hours and simultaneously doubling wages. Now, how'd they do that? I mean, there was a big uproar, apparently, and everyone thought that Mr. Ford was, was crazy. But the result was it increased productivity. Now, shorter days mean higher productivity? I don't know. Maybe. Now, this may be due to change again as a result of the coronavirus. Hence, this is a coronavirus edition of TFWP because more and more people are, are working from home. And it turns out we may not be that productive at work. We may be finding out that the idea of showing up eight or 14 hours a day in a manufacturing society, or even just eight hours a day in an office, may no longer be a good idea. Check this out. A recent study conducted at VoucherCloud.com pulled almost 2,000 people in the United Kingdom, and they were doing research into the online habits and, and productivity of their workers across the nation. Now, they're all full-time employees. They were all over 18, but they were looking to find out how much of the day these people were productive. And it seems as though the average worker spends a considerable amount of time goofing around. In fact, they found that workers were only productive on the average two hours and 53 minutes a day. Now that just blows me away. Totally blows me away. How about you, Nick? Does that blow you away or what? It absolutely does. I mean, the numbers just don't seem real. No, no. I always knew that, you know, we spent a lot of time just goofing around at the office during the day, but I never thought. Whoa, that whoa, 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 so whoa. Much. Speak for yourself, Dave. I am a hard <laughs> worker. Thank you. You know, as as a, a young lawyer, and, and you'll, you'll come to understand this, Nick, uh, you know, you think, well, if I bill eight hours a day, but to bill eight hours, you got to be there 10 to 12. And that's a highly productive person. That's not a person that's, you know, working uh, at, uh, you know, one of these places the voucher cloud was looking at. Um, it's very tough to be productive all the, all the time because stuff happens. Stuff gets in the way. Someone pokes their head in and says, how was your weekend? You got to go down the room and take care of your personal business. You got to get a coffee refill you got to talk to some, some staff member that's having a bad day. I mean, there's all sorts of things that come up and, and uh, uh, complicate your day, and it cuts into your productivity. And I think, it's a, I think it's a super interesting point that you bring up about how, if, at least in the legal field, if you're billing eight hours, you have to be in the office from 10, 11, 12 hours. If you want to have a conversation with a colleague for 15 minutes, that's an extra 15 minutes that's not being built. 
if you need a coffee refill, like you're saying, if you need just a coffee throughout your day or you just need a quick break, it doesn't factor into the long workday. Right. No, it really doesn't. And for those people that are trying to capture the most amount of their time, or at least account for the most of their time, um, it, it's very helpful to write it down. I, I remember I worked with the guy one time and we, we were billing time and, and he, he uh, knew that the, the management was looking over his shoulder and he wanted to show he was busy. And he actually put down on his timesheet, point two, biological break. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that's one way to put it, I guess, you know. I had somebody else uh, tell me one time, hey, um, you know, even if you're even if you're down the hall and sitting down, bill that. And I thought, oh, that's just that's just too much. That's too much. But it, it's hard to account for all of your day and it's hard to make the total amount of your day productive. And I always knew that, but I had no idea that the average worker might be only productive two hours and and 53 minutes. There's a, there's a lot of lost time there, seems to me. It, so this, it, go ahead. I was going to say, it, it really does. And, you know, to me, it seems that the number is, like, like I said before, just hard to believe. And just thinking about, let's just say, an average fast food worker who's on their feet for, let's just say, their entire shift, it seems very difficult to ascertain how they're only productive for, let's just say, a quarter of their shift. Well, I think that this was in a, you know, a traditional office environment. And, and this is, you know, just one snapshot. Um, I think that if you've got somebody that's, you know, working at the counter at a burger place, it's hard to not be productive because the next person is in line, you right. know, or if, or if you're, you're assembling Tesla's, it's hard not to be too productive because the next car is rolling down the line and you got to, you know, put the parts on it or do whatever you need to do. But in a typical office environment, this is the bleed out of energy that, that uh, people are apparently used to people that are doing all the time. You know, they talk about, well, at the water cooler tomorrow, people are going to talk and that's good. It builds esprit de corps, but it also means that, people are not being productive in terms of standing around talking. And maybe a lot of people um, are spending maybe too much time doing that, especially now come to think of it. Uh, as I look kind of at this list, there's a list of um, uh, what people are doing, the computer and all the information that's available from the computer. I see a lot of time bleeding out here. So let's talk about that for a minute. They ask people, to estimate how much time they were spending a day doing different things other than being productive. And the list is really pretty interesting. Number one thing, they said, we're, I'm checking my social media. This is during the working day, 44 minutes, checking social media. What do you think, Nick? Uh, uh, that's just so long. I, I really want to interview these participants. Like I want to know what they're doing that they have this amount of time, almost one hour, let's just say of an eight hour workday to be on their phone that much. Yep. Just sitting there talking or checking out their Snapchat or whatever they, they check out. Um, but apparently people are doing that kind of interesting. Number two, reading news sites on the web reading news websites, I guess, would be the way to say that. An hour and five minutes. Now, so, you know, I, I mean, I, I've got 
caught, I've got caught up in this. I've done it. You know, you, you know, you see a little thing and it goes, Oh, look at these actors and actresses when they were young and now, and you, you go, okay, that that's an interesting person. Um, you know, Bo Derek or Harrison Ford. Well, let's be real, Dave. Dave, let's be real. Anytime yeah. you see a Buffett's uh, Buffett article, we know that's where your mind's going. I we always know. go to the Buffett articles. You know that. You know that. But they've got yeah. all the all the commercials on the side, and they get you to go down this, you know, this rabbit hole. I, I guess they call it clickbait. And now you're looking at four, five, ten actors, um, and before you know it, you go, "Wow, look at the time!" You know, even even that new uh, beer commercial with Snoop. He talks about, you know, you look at someone's social media and before you know it, down we all go down the rabbit hole. And I thought I was the only one that kind of thought of it that way. But I guess a lot of a lot of people do. Kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number three, discussing out of work activities with colleagues. Uh, 40 minutes. Now, this is, you know, uh, considered good, good, good leadership skills. If you spend some time walking around talking with people, um, but it's, if it's not part of your job, it's cutting into your productivity and slows you down 40 minutes a day. It's, I'm not going to lie. I, I do it as well, but I do it during my lunch break. I, 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 I talk to my colleagues, see what's going on see when's the next time we can hit the golf course, um, you know, talk about current events, but I, I just can't resonate with this, Dave. I'm trying, I'm trying hard, but I, I can't. Well, I mean, maybe you're, maybe you're just odd man out. You're, <laughs> you know, you're just, a, you're just an oddball or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but again, you know, this, this is what this survey was showing and it, and it's just a more extreme ad, uh, uh, version of, you know, what I've, what I've always been told over the years, although I was told, you know, people are productive four hours, three hours, something like that. Not, not two hours, 53, you know, um, number four, making hot drinks, 17 minutes. Now for me, it's way more because I love the coffee, (laughs) right? Doesn't have to have cream and sugar. Uh, but I just love uh, to have that nice warm, coffee and the smell and all that stuff going on when I'm uh, trying to do something creative or thinking, um, I think we should do a show on coffee. What do you Let's think? do it. Because actually, Dave, going back to the last one, I finally found one that I actually agree with. I, I think that 15 minutes for coffee or any other hot drinks during a day is valid. And I, I think that's fair and justifiable. Right. Right. Of course, it doesn't say making what kind of hot drinks. Is this like a rum and Rum and coffee or a little hot toddy or, uh, you know, something like that. Uh, Fancy Fridays. I guess. I guess. I mean, I would I would hope not, but I'll bet there's someone slipping a little bit of love in their coffee, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Here's one I can't relate to. Number five, smoking breaks, 23 minutes. No, I don't smoke. I don't get it. I don't like it. I just never been able to figure that out. But uh, 23 minutes. You know, I'm on the same page as you. I, I also don't understand it, but I do know that people who do smoke, they need these breaks. But again, I think these breaks should be during their, at least in California, 10 minute uh, rest period breaks. Yeah. Yeah. So true. So true. Number six, texting or instant messaging, 14 minutes. Now, I, I, I think, I, do I, I think this is way more Dave. I think yeah. out of everything, this is way understated. Yeah. Everyone's looking at, uh, you know, what certain political figures are, uh, texting or what, what do they call it? Not Instagramming. 
I, I don't know, Dave. Oh, what what do they call it? Come on, what's what's the little sixty-four character? This is going to make me look so square. Oh, I've been talking it, about it all you mean day Don- long. Donald Trump's favorite thing. I wasn't going to mention any names. <laughs> the um, old Twitter. It's not. It's not Flickr. Twitter. That's what Twitter. it is. Twitter, which is a multi-billion-dollar uh, business and entity, but Twitter. People are looking at Twitters because you know you're sitting there working. And something comes up on your phone and it goes ding and you go up, oh, here we go. And then you're going down the, the rabbit hole. I have right. the same problem with my email because I've set it up so that my email will ding and it'll come up on the screen. But all day long, my screen is dinging and donging and, you know, hey, how about this? How about that? A baby, blah, 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 blah. And it's pretty distracting. I really need to, to turn, that, turn that down, shut that off. Uh, how about number seven, eating snacks, eight minutes. Again, I, I can resonate with this one as well. Um, I like to be efficient with my time and I have some snacks I bring in the office, but I feel like I snack and work at the same time. I feel it's not mutually exclusive. How do you feel about that? Yeah, no, I do the same thing. So if I get a snack now, um, you know, if I don't have it, I'll like run next door, run to the snack shop, grab something and bring it back. And I kind of like uh, having a little pile of, you know, some peanuts or some stuff. Right to chew on while I'm doing some thinking or some, certainly not on the phone, but uh, when I'm doing some thinking or, or creating, it's nice to have a little something. So yeah. What's your, what's your favorite snack, Nick? Oh man. Well, I do like the chewy chocolate chip bars. Those are pretty but good. Recently yeah. there's this, um, I believe it's a Korean candy. I got at Costco and I guess, I guess it's a snack, not a candy, but it's a little puff pastry ball and inside they have a chocolate ganache. And it really? is so good. Yeah, never heard that before. I'll send. I thought you, one. you were gonna. Yeah, I thought you were gonna go with the spice, spicy outer coating. Have you ever had that? Like the little rice, little rice pieces with the spicy uh, overcoating or outcoating. Those are pretty good. No, I haven't. Sounds good. Yeah, no, I, I like, uh, like the the trail mix. You know, give me, give me some peanuts, some almonds, maybe uh, just a few little uh, chocolate chip pieces, and I'm, I'm good to go. Uh, that that works that works for me. Or I got to tell you another another great snack: an apple cut up with a little bit of salt on top. You got the whole or, sweet or peanut sour. butter or peanut, peanut butter. butter. Peanut butter's killer. You're picking up your protein for the day. Exactly. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, wait, let, let's wrap, let's 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 keep moving on this because uh, I'm getting hungry. How about <laughs> making food in the office seven minutes? Now that's different than eating snacks. That's actually sitting there making making food. I don't know. I think it would be a lot more. If I go over to make food, it, it takes you seven minutes to open something up and throw it in the microwave. Yeah, I know when I go to the office uh, during my lunch break, I usually uh, meal prep. And so it's a simple minute and a half, two minutes in the microwave. I have uh, you know, a good meal. And you're good to go. Number nine, 18 minutes making calls to the significant other or friends. I mean, I do. I, I talk to my wife during the day, not too long, but we like to, we like to check in. Sometimes I'll talk to a friend. I don't know. And I think it's interesting because I think if you add this category to texting and instant messaging mm-hmm. that it comes out to around 25 minutes and now I can understand it. If, you know, we connect the two and you know, you're on your phone, you just say, Hey, how's it going? And you have a little conversation. So if, if we connect the two categories, yeah, I, I can definitely see um, texting and phone calls to partners or friends for 25 minutes. Right, right. Here's the here's the coup de gras. Here's the death blow. Number 10, 26 minutes spent searching for a new job. 
<laughs> God. <laughs> you know, it's interesting, Dave. And, you know, I had a hypothesis that I was going to bring up later. And I wonder if people are unproductive because they're not happy with their job. Yeah. Just something to think about. Mm, yeah, I know. I think that's right on. If if you're happy and you're you're motivated by what you do, I think you're going to be a little more productive. But if you're just there to collect a check, if you're, you're just there for the nine to fiver, yeah, you, you start to look for ways to, to waste time maybe. And if that's the case, how do you solve that? Get a new job. Just go get a new job. I mean, if you don't like what you do, if you're going to spend a third of your hour uh, or a third of your day at, at work and you don't like it, ah, that's, that's a tough, that's a tough existence, you know, that's pretty tough. So I don't know. I don't know. So if people are distracted at work, are they any better at home? Are they actually more productive? I always thought not because you run to the kitchen for a little snack. Um, you know, you go out in the backyard and, you know, pick a flower or see something that needs to be carried out to the trash can. Um, I used to think that's not the case, but but maybe, maybe that is the case. If you don't have to commute, if, you, if you've got a separate place to work, um, maybe you are productive uh, more at home. Uh, of course, now it depends upon the industry and the job. And, you know, we're, we're overgeneralizing quite a bit here, but maybe, you know, maybe. I mean, Henry Ford's experience would lead me to believe that a shorter workday um, makes people more productive. That was his experience. Uh, my friend's experience with his business, you know, we, at the top of the podcast, we are talking about this friend and his, his employees were working at home and half as many people produce just as much output. Um, the survey, now that I look at the survey and what apparently people are doing in a lot of offices, it would lead me to believe that maybe people would be more productive at home. Not, not every kind of job, but a lot of jobs. And perhaps this will lead to, you know, another reexamination and, and restructuring of the, the workday. So we've got the industrial age and then we've got the, the early 1900s and the workday gets shorter. And now maybe, maybe work circumstances are going to change more. Maybe people are going to work at home more. Maybe people are going to work shorter hours and stay just as productive all perhaps thanks to the coronavirus. Who knew? I don't think I want to say thank you, coronavirus, but uh, it's a circumstance that's going to cause us to, to look at things a little bit different. What do you think, Nick? I do. And I don't know if this is a tangent and we may, we may actually be able to have an episode on this, but yeah. I, I was just reading a Harvard Business Review article yeah. about how uh, the UK and other European countries are making a four-day work week instead of a five-day work week and are paying the workers the same amount yeah. of money. Mm -hmm. And the results are astonishing for work productivity and overall happiness. So I, I think we can do a whole uh, episode on this. What do you think, Dave? I think we should send me the link to that article and let's read it, talk about it, and then we can... Uh... Um, you know, send some of that information out to our TFWP group, you know? Sounds so good. What are, so what are some takeaways? What are some takeaways from this little thought process, this, and this article that we've read? Well, I think one, uh, you know, 
coronavirus is definitely going to cause businesses to re-examine how they conduct their business and how they uh, interact with employees. I mean, that's how come we're calling it a coronavirus edition today, even though we're talking about something a lot uh, more broad. Um, two, most people are productive for only a small portion of their business day, surprisingly so. Um, three, perhaps a good deal more business will get conducted at home on a, on a go-forward basis. A couple of examples, I saw a recent realtor survey where they were saying that the hot ticket now in real estate is a place with an extra bedroom at home for an office because more and more people are thinking about being at home. I've got a friend who uh, would always work five days a week, go into the office every day like clockwork five days a week. And, and he was doubting that he would ever go into the office when this whole coronavirus thing clears more than two or three days a week in the future, realizing and understanding that he can get so much more done at home. I've got a friend that works in the Silicon Valley. They moved up there and, and didn't appreciate the housing prices so much. And he's moving back to Southern California because he's got permission from his company to work full time in PS. And by the way, they just bought a house and it's got an extra bedroom for an office. So, you know, to be more productive, let's realize all the stuff that drains our day. I guess that's the productivity tip. Uh, be aware, be mindful of all the things that'll drain your energy, that'll, that'll skew your timesheet from productive to non-productive. And I think we should talk about more productivity tips next week. But for today, that's a wrap. This is Dave Hagan. And you're listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast. You've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. If you have a question that you would like Dave to answer on the podcast, go to thefinancialwellnesspodcast.com. You can leave an audio message with one click of a button or type your message into the question box. Either way, it's sent right to Dave's phone. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you receive the new episode notifications. Let's listen in now as Dave answers some emails. All right, Nick, we've got an email from someone in one of the Dakotas. So why don't you read that? This is actually my favorite email from the week, Dave. I like it. It, it says, Dave, as another Elon fan over here, I think I'm another. It, I'm digging it already, a fellow Elon <laughs> fan. Okay, okay, keep going. I think another term for retirement or someone who is financially self-sufficient could be quote, end quote. I think this is the coolest way to describe retirement because the word autonomy is in the now. Look at Tesla and autonomous cars. Anyway, love the podcast, Dave, Nick, and Brian. Keep up the positive words and great advice. Happy face, Dakota. All right, all right. So this is, I don't know if this is from someone in Dakota, north or south, or if this is someone uh, named Dakota, but if it's somebody named Dakota, that's, that's kind of cool. I really like that. Um, I also like that Dakota digs the podcast and uh, she uh, digs all three of the guys that are working on the podcast the podcast right now. So I think this is in response to a couple of episodes ago where we were talking about um, a better name for being retired, especially as people were retiring 
um, early, retired, used to be, you know, hey, old and worn out and just waiting to die. And it's, that's not really what's happening anymore as people are getting hip with some of these concepts in, uh, that we talk about in TFWP and they're retiring early and they're pursuing a second career or doing other things. And so we were um, looking for some other word besides retired. We talked about investor. We talked about um, some other words. And we really didn't have a, a word that we like. So we put together, uh, you know, a little bit of a contest kind of on the fly. And I, I offered up $100 of Nick's money to the person that put in the, you know, the best, uh, the, the best name. And, and what we've got here is. Whoa, and, Dave, did I, what? did I hear that correctly? Whoa, what? whoa, whoa. Or did you just wake up? What? Oh no, I, I had to process, you know, it's, uh, okay. you know, it's still early in the morning. Yeah. Um, but, but I guess, yeah, I mean, uh, maybe I can match it. So we'll I like do 200. it. Couple, we'll do 200. 200 bucks. All right, everybody. It's do up it. to 200 bucks. Economically autonomous. And that relates to the word autonomous that our good friend Elon puts together. And mm, I like it. I like it. I think we're getting warm. I think we're getting close. Uh, what about this? Financially autonomous. I think it sounds good. I, I, sounds, I just, I like the word autonomous. It has right. a, it has a good ring to it. It says I've set myself up to be able to do what I want to do, which is kind of, you know, kind of what this is about. Well, isn't that what retirement is? I, I mean, you're, uh, you, you, you've set, you've set yourself up to where you don't need really anything else to help you out. I, I mean, to me, that's what autonomy is. Yeah. But, but, you know, retirement used to be old and worn out. And I don't, I don't think that's, you know, I don't think that's what it is anymore. You know, the more I've thought about this, the more I thought that maybe when the, the term fire becomes more popular, you know, F-I-R-E, financial independent retired early. Um, you know, that, I mean, that kind of says it, but I don't think if you walked up to somebody and said, I'm on fire, they would understand what you were talking about. They would think you're probably Richard Pryor. There you go. There you go. But when I looked up retired um, in one of the dictionaries, it actually did mention fire. So maybe that term's starting to come around. But we we definitely need something in the interim. And I'm I'm kind of liking this uh, financially autonomous. Um, it's a it's a nice way of saying, hey, I've made it and can do what I want. You know. I was also thinking about. A couple of episodes, we were saying, look, talk about being financially autonomous and X, you know, whatever the additional thing you're doing, um, being the X. So, hey, I'm financially autonomous and I'm a part-time baseball coach. I mean, that sounds pretty good to me, you know. So, something to think about. Everybody out there, keep thinking about this. We'll come up with something. Keep those ideas coming in because... Nick up the ante this week to uh, another hundred bucks to 200 bucks. So the winner is going to take, uh, you know, 200 bucks. Be a pretty you nice know, dinner. I like this, Dave, but I do think we're, we're at like 95% there. I we just we need to have close. that, just that extra 5%. Yeah. Yeah. We just need to chew on a little bit, but I think we're, we're pretty close, you know? So keep those ideas coming in, especially if, uh, you know, you're one of the Dakotas that's out there. We appreciate uh, the input. 
And tune in next week. We're working on some really interesting stuff. Um, Nick has just sent me that uh, article from Harvard Business Review talking about the benefits of four-day work week. Um, I want to talk about that. That sounds pretty interesting. And uh, we'll spend some time on that and um, also an episode on um, talking about more productivity tips and, you know, the the episode on coffee. So stay tuned. You know, people ask me all the time, why should I listen to this? And Nick, I was kind of thinking about it and I thought, you know what, because you can think like a wealthy person for 30 minutes a week. That sounds like a pretty good idea. Learn how to be wealthy and all these other topics we talk about, but learn how to be wealthy in 30 minutes a week. I don't know. Think about that. But that's it for today. That's a wrap. Nick, thanks for coming to us from San Diego today. Of course, Dave. It's always a pleasure. All right. We'll talk to you all next week. This is Dave Hagan, and you've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast. You've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. If you have a question that you would like Dave to answer on the podcast, go to thefinancialwellnesspodcast.com. You can leave an audio message with one click of a button or type your message into the question box. Either way, it's sent right to Dave's phone. Remember, Dave will randomly draw from the submitted questions and pick the winner of a free one-hour personal conversation with Dave to help you achieve your financial goals. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you receive the new episode notifications or share the podcast via the app with your family and friends. This is your announcer, Nick Appel, wishing you every financial success.